Welcome everyone to Tea for Lunch, the show where we serve up the news you need to know in 15 minutes or less. Before we get into it, what's on your mind? Oh man, I'm thinking about how this is the first time I've taken a lunch break in like months. I have a very bad habit of just eating at my desk while I work. And here we are actually stopping work to do this and have some whiskey and tea. I sometimes eat at my desk, but I have more of a bad habit of not eating at all. Yeah, you, you literally sit at your desk with your lunch and don't eat it. That's your lunch. <laughs> Two hours later, I still have a salad. Yeah, well, this is exciting. Yeah, I'm thinking about how you convinced me to start another podcast. I know. Here we are. Well, this is a different kind of podcast. So of course, we have Waves, if you're familiar, if you've listened to it. Um, it's a show about making waves online. We have great guests every week. But why don't you tell them about this show? Yeah, so from what Mitzi tells me, this is called <laughs> Tea for Lunch, and uh, it's going to be a little bit different. We're going to go live every single Thursday at 11:30 mm -hmm. PST, or I believe that's 2:30. And Eastern that's 12:30 our time, which is our lunch time. Yeah, but no one's on MST like we are. <laughs> um, and then it's going to be going on Apple Podcasts and Spotify or wherever you listen on Fridays. So if you don't catch us live on Thursday at lunch. You can get the tea on Friday before the weekend. Mm -hmm. Our goal here is to kind of digest all the news that you need to know, make it really easy to listen to so you can pop it in your earbuds when you're going home on a Friday or starting your day on a Friday. Wherever you need a quick listen, that's what we're here for. And if you're really new here and you're following Hello Arcade but you don't know what it is, Mitzi and I are the founders of Arcade. It's a digital agency. We provide services around strategy, content production, and distribution and once in a while we try to solve murders as you can see up here <laughs> very important information on the wall behind us anyways you've had your coffee so now it's time for some tea let's get into it so every week we're gonna come at you with a main story covering some sort of marketing angle this could be a summary of new technology it could be breaking news or pop culture basically anything in the industry or trends that we're watching and today's main story is chronological feed is coming back to Instagram Last week, Instagram head Adam Masseri said that the company is working on a version of its feed that gives users two options. One that allows people to pick their favorites and their content will show up in your feed chronologically. The other option would actually revert your feed to show all posts of the people you follow in chronological order. But recommended posts would still be interspersed. He said in his Instagram stories that he believes that it's important for people to shape Instagram to what's best for them. This feature could be available as early as next year. This is kind of suspect to me. What do you think? Uh, I don't need it. I don't need chronological feed. I'm not interested in chronological feed. I want the algorithm to tell me what is best for me. Yeah, I'm but we're, we're different than other people. We, we like advertising as well because it, I think it helps us shop. You know, targeted ads help us figure out products that we're interested in, even if we haven't discovered them before. So in the same way, I kind of like when Adam just serves me up some content that he yeah. knows I'm going to click. I feel like people are just so precious about chronological feed, but yeah. I don't see why. Like, why do you want to know what someone posted an hour ago first compared to what someone posted two days ago first? And Instagram is just different now. It's way more saturated. There's way more branded content. So what, what we used to like about chronological feeds, I just don't know if that's going to be it. Yeah, I'm not, I don't care. I don't so need it. <laughs> we're chalking it up as a stunt? Yeah, and also, like, how do you pick your your favorites? Like, would you just, wouldn't those people be close friends? I think I'll have to follow a lot less people. Yeah. Unfollow everyone. Unfollow. Unfollow <laughs> chronological feeds. And keep the algorithm the way it is. Okay, what's next? All right, next up, I'm going to take this opportunity to share some stories related to pop culture because 
We all know how important it is to know what's going on in the world, especially if your job is to create relevant memes. So I'm going to hit you with another story. It's about pop culture and specifically Peloton. No, oh. <laughs> not today. Peloton. She did pass the baby bar though, and I almost snuck that in, but I'm going to move on. What is that, the on. fourth try? <laughs> Whatever. It's a very hard exam, and many, many lawyers don't pass it. Imagine a ever. hard exam called the baby bar. <laughs> Anyways, respect, Kim. Here's the story. Peloton responds to the Sex and the City backlash. Also, before I get into this one, this is a spoiler alert. If you right. care about Sex and the City, haven't seen the first episode, like either stop listening or skip this if you're listening on, to, on the podcast version. But um, I will say that in the premiere episode of Just Like That, the highly anticipated Sex and the City reboot ended in a shocking twist where the pivotal love interest, Mr. Big, suffers a deadly heart attack. <gasps> Well, riding his Peloton. Not Mr. Big. The tragic death shocked fans and even inspired an 11% dip in stock the night the episode premiered. Peloton responded to the negativity, negative publicity with a cheeky ad starring Chris Noth, the actor who plays Mr. Big. He was relaxing in front of a fire with his character's favorite Peloton instructor. That's the instructor whose class he was in Allegra. when he died. Allegra. Yeah. yeah, I kind of caught this episode yeah, through osmosis. You were watching. You I was watching because he was on a Peloton. And honestly, when he was talking about this instructor, Allegra, I was like, I've never seen her before. i got to find her for my class tomorrow. <laughs> okay. I was disappointed. Anyways, uh, the ad is called, and just like, well, no, they Peloton tweeted, and just like that, dot, 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 he's alive. And the company wrote, shared the ad on their Twitter account to combat the backlash. So I think that's really interesting that Sex and the City episode impacted sales and stock so much in Peloton. Yeah, I'm confused about that mostly because I haven't read these articles, but I'm like, do people actually think that this man had a heart attack from the Peloton? Well, I mean, in the show he does. In the show he does. Yeah. But does but that cause you to life. think that it's going to cause you to have a heart attack? I mean, there's always a risk when you take up cardiovascular activity, but he was mm. cleared by his doctor as the show states. So. I just think it's really fun when a brand responds to something like obviously Peloton was in on the episode. There's right. no way that HBO made a show where the, a pivotal character dies because of a very popular product. So obviously Peloton was in on it and was okay with him dying from the Peloton. They were okay with him dying. Well, they yeah. must have been. They wouldn't have signed off to that. Right. They were okay with him dying in the script. Yeah. But right. I, what I love is that they like kind of broke the fourth wall and like actually created a moment on social media on Twitter as a commercial and I'm a big fan of commercials mm -hmm. with the character and the Peloton like Peloton sponsored the ad which I think was really fun because yeah. they knew like people would be like in a tizzy over it and it actually aired like two days after the episode aired so I think that's pretty cool too yeah either they're smart and it was planned or else they were just really reactive and fast after they started feeling the back they were smart because Ryan Reynolds narrated it so there's no way that Ryan Reynolds is like showing up on set in like less than 48 hours notice I don't know he crushed out a man. bunch of movies in this last year maybe he's just chilling on the note of Sex and the City I am interested and intrigued by this season I have some concerns about story arcs I have some concerns about the future of the show, like, Big was such a pivotal character, I know you don't care about this, but he was such a pivotal character, and like, a big part of Carrie's story, who's the main character, so like, what are right, they gonna talk about? Name, yeah. yeah, Carrie, whatever, you know her name. <laughs>
Mike pretended he didn't watch, but I know you watched it. <laughs> I was live tweeting. Yeah, I think it's it's going to be interesting. I'm going to keep watching, so if you have any thoughts about that, let me know. Okay. Well, I think it's my turn. Yeah. Here's my pick for a story that you really need to know. Um, Nike recently announced their acquisition of Artifact Studios, that's R-T-F-K-T Studios. And in their PR release, Nike described the company as a leading brand that leverages cutting-edge innovation to deliver next-generation collectibles that merge culture and gaming. That's a mouthful. I'm drinking tea no at the same time. I have no idea what that means. But the point is that this thing we've all been talking about that we don't understand, the metaverse, mm -hmm. is that much closer than it's ever been. So I'm sure that every, at this point everyone has seen Facebook's rebrand to Meta. And like I said, though we don't understand it, it's got us all talking, it's got us all thinking about this apparent virtual world that is emerging or, or coming ever closer. So prior to this acquisition, Artifact had already been getting a lot of attention for their virtual sneakers, that's why I know who they are, and NFTs, which if you don't know what an NFT is, it stands for non-fungible token, and really it's just like a, a codified way to, to legitimize your ownership of a digital asset like a piece of art. Um, they've also done some recent collaborations with notable artists like Fuocious and one of my favorites, Takashi Murakami. I'm so glad that I didn't have to explain what an NFT is on this show. <laughs> Non-fungible token. butchered it. I kind of know what it is. Yeah, we're actually trying to get a little bit more familiar with NFTs so that we can have some fun with it. Yeah, I already know that this is the beginning of me just kind of fading out into the background because the metaverse is something I just don't quite get. Yeah, but we're a digital agency, so we have to figure it out. Right. All right, well, if you have, <laughs> have any NFT experts in the audience, please slide into our DMs and let us know how we can best leverage this in this year because we want to have some fun online. Okay, with this Nike acquisition though, does that mean you can get like an NFT sneaker? Um, it doesn't necessarily have to be an NFT. I think it's more for these like digital universes that are happening. I think a, a easy example for everyone is something like Fortnite where you can experience a virtual concert or actually like buy or like acquire sneakers or other accessories for your character in the game. And I think there's just going to be more types of virtual realities like that across different, not just gaming, but also social platforms. So say if I have like a metaverse, I can purchase a virtual pair of Air Force Ones through this thing? You won't have a metaverse. Oh. Saying metaverse <laughs> is basically like saying the internet in the 70s. Oh. Like it's a really broad, almost ambiguous thing. But it's just a way of talking about a, like a virtual world that's separate from our reality, mm -hmm. where you can... I think to your question actually have virtual versions of popular sneakers or certain you could have this outfit but a virtual version of it and that's just like part of your character in this metaverse so yeah to speak. I feel like I'm not there yet until we have options to create like a virtual home and like decorate a virtual like space or like create virtual outfits like I was afraid then, you'd say that <laughs> then I'm there my ultimate fear is paying for all of those things twice so <laughs> We're going to maybe have to prioritize, like, some things virtually, some things in reality. Until that exists, I'm going to be an observer. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Anyways, is that all for today? I think those are the top three stories you need to hear. All right. Well, now that we've wet your palate, go eat something more substantial.